0: Welcome to the UC Berkeley Data Science Education podcast. We're happy you're listening in today. In this space, you'll hear from a variety of distinguished data science educators and professionals. The individuals we'll speak with are diverse in experience and perspective, but share the common goal of shaping the future of data science education. Our idea is to have some informal conversations with the goal of creating community and let people hear from practitioners in this growing new field. My name is Eric Van Dusen, from Data Science Undergraduate Studies in the Division of Computing, Data Science, and Society at UC Berkeley, and I'll be leading our conversation today.
1: And my name is Harry Lee, also from Data Science Undergraduate Studies. I'm working as an intern with the division's external pedagogy team, and I'll be helping out today too.
0: Hey everyone, today we're talking with Amal, a recent grad from our program. Amal, can you tell us about where you're working now and what sort of things you're doing?
2: Yeah, definitely. I'm working at a startup called Produce Pay. We're a Series C fintech, ag tech startup, and we're building a marketplace for Latin American farmers. So you could think of it as the eBay for fruits and vegetables, where traditionally farmers and middlemen, like distributors, they usually communicate... Um, on WhatsApp and very manually. But what we're doing is we're centralizing and digitizing a lot of their processes so that uh, farmers and distributors can make more money and can trade their produce more successfully. Um, so there I'm working as our first data hire and our only data scientist. So I do mostly two things. One is I work on a lot of dashboarding, coming up with metrics and helping um, doing different data requests for C-suites. So I have a lot of visibility with um, like our executive teams, like C suites, leadership across our different product teams. Uh, and the second thing which I work on is coming up with predictive analytics. So one of our biggest problems that our our customers face is that they don't know where the market is headed for certain commodities. So things for like avocados, where today it could be thirty dollars, but tomorrow for some reason the avocado market drops to twenty five dollars, that really changes things, and that really affects our end customers. So. I built like a model that helps our customers know where the market is headed in uh, one week out, and it's significantly more accurate than the industry benchmark.
0: Cool. Um, so, what techniques from data science are you using in your current job, and and uh, and how are you applying what you learned studying data science in your current role?
2: Yeah, uh, I have a huge. Um, huge gratefulness and just huge gratitude like to Berkeley's data science education that really taught me a lot of these skills across the data science classes, math, stats, even economics classes. Um, and so I could categorize this into two parts. One is sourcing quality data and two is uh, actually modeling. So in when sourcing, it's like working with our internal teams to collect proprietary information and also working with external data vendors. So like, the, the big techs of the world, for example, to get like a high quality data from them. And the second part is once I have, once I aggregate all that data, then I do different like feature engineering techniques, different statistical modeling to figure out which factors influence the market the most. And then coming up with like price optimization models uh, and regression models for the near future.
0: What class do you think was the most helpful in your current work?
2: Good question. Um, I wanna say three different classes, but if I would say number one, it would be- Three five. Okay, three, <laughs> perfect. So, uh, probably Data 100, uh, where we were learning different data science techniques, so data cleaning, data visualization, and a little bit of machine learning. The second was uh, CS189, so the like foundations of machine learning, because I got a lot of exposure to a lot of different advanced machine learning topics that I, I didn't know otherwise. Um, And even though I don't use like the math on a day-to-day basis, it's just that kind of exposure that was really important in learning the different use cases. And three would be a data 88 economic models, where just understanding how data science is applied across different economic concepts like price forecasting and demand and supply forecasting. That was extremely valuable, which I'm incredibly grateful for.
0: And I'll have to add, you built some of the material for data 88, and maybe that's like, uh, you know... Uh, a practice for like working where you're like, you had to do some of the workflow of creating the notebooks.
2: 100%. Like when we were working on that material, we were sourcing data, right? Like we went through different data sets, create our own stuff and then worked on data visualization, trying to like help our end audience, which was our students uh, understand the topic. So it was like a mini internship, mini work experience, if you will.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Amal. So, I gotta ask, as a data science student myself, um, what industry skills do you do you wish you had learned during your coursework?
2: Yeah, um, I think there are a few things. One is stakeholder management, um, where I think there's it's always interesting where uh, leadership wants to uh, work on really interesting projects, and to do that, uh, the data team needs. Different resources and so kind of those uh, advocacy skills and like how you frame those business requests. So like if 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 I want to do this project, like I should go to leadership and I should have this kind of framework where if we do this project, it'll lead to like X Y Z, and that'll lead to like a change in our business outcomes. I think that could be very um, helpful, which usually people learn on the job, but I think Berkeley does a great job of teaching those skills in school. So uh, a course like that would be helpful. I think if there was more emphasis also like uh, another course would be if there's like more emphasis on causal inference and statistical modeling where uh, you don't know what factors are going to matter the most for your business outcome. But um, based off of your use case, if you like learn how to code it in Python and you have like more hands on practice, um, then that could also be helpful. I do know that there's like one or two courses out there, which I did take and I think they were helpful. But if there was... More resources around that, that'd be great. And three would be really like how to create your own data set. I think, like, when we're students, we're a lot of time working with ready made data sets from like Kaggle or the government websites or, you know, different towards data science tutorials. But if there's like a capstone project where you go and are actually creating your own data and you learn the challenges that you face when creating your own data that would be incredibly, incredibly valuable, which would like 10x your skills, in my opinion.
1: Awesome, thank you for that perspective. Yeah, I think that's really valuable from your position as someone who, who recently graduated. Um, and I guess to leverage that unique perspective a bit more, I, I guess I wanted to give you the chance to, to give any advice for current data science students around the world. Do you have anything to offer on that front?
2: Yeah, I would say um, take advantage of the resources Um, in your curriculum, but also really work on side projects. For me, that's what really clicked everything. So during the summers, like I'd be interning somewhere, but then after work, I would try building my own data set or building my own analysis or building my own product. And that like really, um, really helps because you get to see what works and what doesn't. And you read online resources, right? And like you go into the project not knowing a lot of things and you struggle and try to figure out the answer. But it, I think it's that kind of tenacity of trying to go and trying to find the answers from online resources or asking your friends that really transfers over to um, to industry. So, like for me, I was working on stuff in you know the economic space or the venture capital space or the just like random uh, business projects, and um, that really, really, really helped. So, whatever your passion is, like try to find ways to improve the industry or improve current projects that are out there by using your own passions and using your own perspective.
0: Awesome. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your venture capital and data science ideas that you're working on?
2: Definitely. Um, So I've always been interested in the space of how venture capital can improve using different data science techniques. And so about two years ago, I started doing a lot of research on this where I reached out to many of the current data-driven investors that do use machine learning or do use data science to understand what parts of venture capital they improve using data science. So I spent two years um, doing this research and I aggregated this research and essentially published a book. So the the book published last month uh, is called Data-Driven, Solving the Biggest Problems in Startup Investing. And it examines how uh, some of the brightest, at least in my opinion, some of the brightest investors in the world are using data science to find different companies, to evaluate different companies, and to also support their existing uh, startup investments. Um, so like, f- I think that book's really helpful for any aspiring data scientist who wants to see like how they can use data science in finance other than just predicting stock markets. But also I think it gives a perspe- good perspective for people to understand what exactly goes in the data science life cycle.
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where you end up, Amal. I mean, I think you have a lot of uh, you know different threads to follow from th- from things you've already been working on.
2: Yeah. I appreciate that. Big, big thanks to you and DCEP as well, uh, really carved the path on, on a lot of different projects. So I appreciate that.
0: Cool. Well, thanks all for all the stuff you helped build while you were here as well. Uh, do you have any parting thoughts for the podcast?
2: I think the podcast is great. Uh, I think like it's it's important to bridge uh, bridge like the gaps that are that are in data science education. And really like I think my biggest takeaway is that um like for data science instructors is uh, to work together to share resources and share vision visions because uh, everyone has like the same goal, maybe like a little bit different versions, but everyone has this goal of like teaching students data science techniques so that students can be more successful and crowd, uh, crowdsourcing information is important and really understanding like what works and what doesn't work, um, within the industry is really helpful. So like for instructors, I think emphasizing data creation, so data co- creation, data collection, and data modeling, uh, in any kind of level is very important. And I think like, uh, DCEP is, is doing a pretty good job about, leading that initiative.
0: Awesome. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for your time, Amal. It's always great hearing from you. All right. Hello. So we have Alex Nakagawa here with us. So Alex, can you give us a brief introduction to where you're working now and what sort of things you're up to?
3: Uh, Hi, everyone. My name is Alex and my official title is basketball full stack developer. And I currently work for a basketball team uh, the Lo- at the Los Angeles Clippers front office. Awesome, so
1: can I ask what type of data science do you do in your current role? You know, How are you applying what you learned as a data science major at Berkeley with what you're doing every day at the Clippers?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, most of my work actually centers around software development, but uh, for shorter term, pro- projects, I actually do a lot of ad hoc analysis and my work centers around data intensive applications. And so um, I unfortunately can't go into too many details uh, With uh, to, I just wanna make sure uh, that I don't dive, divulge any sensitive informa- information that our team does. But a lot of the data science work that I work focus on when in my ad hoc analysis requires a lot of population sampling and outlier detection. Um, Basically, if we're thinking from a basketball standpoint, we're always constantly looking for new basketball prospects to join our team uh, in the developmental stages. Um, And a lot of them come from the college, uh, from NCAA, from the college uh, pipeline. And so a lot of that analysis requires uh, feature analysis and outlier detection algorithms. And so my personal, like, Role in that whole process is to one collect the data and clean it for our data analysts to look at, but at the same time also aid in that process of feature feature extraction and also using some more advanced sampling methods specifically to find people that you know other teams may miss uh, within the numbers, and so. Uh, That is what probably one of the best ways I could say I've been using a lot of the things I learned in school uh, in my time at Berkeley uh, in my job currently.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for that breakdown of that process. You know, as a basketball fan, um, I'm a a Lakers fan, um, unfortunately, for for this uh, for this scenario here. But um, it's still really cool to hear about how how all your coursework really affected um, that process that you're working on right now at work. So I guess to add on to that, I, I want to ask if there was a specific class that you felt was the most helpful to, to helping you um, understand those processes and apply yourself.
3: Yeah, definitely. I'd probably say that Data 100 uh, was the absolute most useful class. And when I'm uh, reflecting back on my time at Berkeley, um, that class in particular bridged the gap between a lot of the libraries that I use uh, in, my, uh, in software development, like especially specifically in Python. And that bridged gap between like using these libraries in industry and then conceptual mastery from like classes I took beforehand, Data 8, classes like that. I'd probably say that Data 100 was probably the most important.
1: And... A follow-up question to that, um, you know, currently I'm a I'm a data science student myself, um, trying to get into industry very soon. So this question is really helpful, even just for me, and I feel like for a lot of our listeners as well. But I want to ask if there are any specific industry skills that you wish you had learned through your coursework in your time at Berkeley. You know, things you had to pick up on the job that you wish were hit harder during your during your coursework.
3: It's funny that you mentioned that because I honestly feel like. Berkeley Berkeley's curriculum, especially on the computer science side of things, if we're thinking in terms of a software development job, a lot of that conceptual uh, work, like theoretical understanding actually comes into play a lot with like oftentimes with the things that I'm doing. Of course, you know, as a software developer, you're... The, the funny thing to say is that like, oh, I've never used any of the data structures that I learned from 61B, but that's not necessarily true. I feel like depending on the type of work that you do, I actually um, have been using a lot of those things that I've met, uh, learned throughout my time, like used through computer science classes, as well as some of the statistics classes as well. And so for me, I think it was just like, I didn't take uh, the classes that I feel like were the most relevant, necessarily as a software developer and that's like inevitable like if you're doing a data science major however i feel like um a lot of the micro skills like more sorry macro skills uh from like 61b data structures really really prepared me for this job um one very particular and very specific thing that i feel like i could have uh learned and tried to master a little bit more was to take a a few more statistics classes the population like sample that uh, that we're sampling from is just like so massive. And the, the, the whole field of um, advanced statistics and modeling in sports is still a very new field, I'd say. We're getting a lot more data sources and more frame by frame data, like from di- uh, tracking the players and their, their physical movements and mapping them onto the court. And so I feel like a lot of these uh, class uh concepts can be mapped to the sports world which i feel like i could have taken more classes on in berkeley this is of course like all in hindsight but i feel like this is all really interesting to me and i'm learning this on the fly right now and so i feel like i wish i could have taken more of those classes at berkeley
1: no for sure no that perspective is super valuable that that hindsight knowledge after working um being in industry for for a, a few years now um, that's what we're looking for hopefully that, that'll help our audience out to to get that framework as well um, so we, we have one last question for you, um, and it's, it's kind of an overarching question. Um, if you just had any advice for current data science students around the world.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things that I feel like was the most important part of my experience in school was to not forget about the things that I enjoyed doing outside of school. In particular, like in my in my personal case, like I loved playing basketball growing up. I never really saw like a career like going into sports and uh, being able to apply what I learned in school into like something that I've been playing since like five years old um, but I think when I was doing a little soul-searching when I was looking for jobs and things like that, I really tried to focus on ho- being able to apply what I learned in school and since, and into like some kind of concept that I really liked and that was basketball for me and so um, that really ended up working up for me, so take my advice with a grain of salt though um, don 't ever forget what you enjoy doing outside of school because you never know like, how that can be applied into your career or your life in general and then the second one for me, I think it 's more just a general like, thing uh, piece of advice that I like to follow for myself is to control the controllables you know you can 't in a basketball game you can 't control you can 't control the fans you can 't control the external forces but The things that you can control are within your grasp. And that includes, you know, putting yourself out there, uh, making sure you're reaching out to people in the industry, looking for mentors that can teach you and put you down the right path. Those those are probably my two.
1: (laughs) Awesome. I I love that parallel too, that basketball parallel. Well, uh, well, thank you, Alex. Those are all the questions we have for you. You've been a great guest. Appreciate
3: your time. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Hey, so we're back with Claire, who recently graduated. Um, Claire, can you tell us uh, where you're working now and what sort of things you're doing?
4: Yeah, so hi, Eric. Nice to be back. Um, so a few things that I'm working on, or I'll first say where, where I'm working. So I'm working for a consulting company right now called Publicis Sapient, and it's under this um, kind of like a French company, um, but the one that I'm working for is based in Boston. Um, But I'm currently situated in New York. Yeah. So, yeah, all a lot of things. I'm working from home right now because of the situation of the world. And the things that I'm working on right now is I'm doing a bunch of data science and data analytics things um, for the client that I'm on. And it's doing a lot of, like, test and learn things and a lot of customer segmentation and things like that.
0: Awesome. So what do you... um... What data science do you apply in your current job, and how do you apply what you learned in classes as a data science major in your role?
4: Yeah, so actually, I'm learning a lot of like new skills because it's very industry-based, and the company that I'm working for, they're also under the category of digital business transformation. So it's dealing with a lot of clients who are not as technologically advanced with their data. So a lot of the times, it's kind of helping these companies like you know, learn how to use their data and like what ways that they could use their data to like help them in like, you know, their sales margin, all these other like um, metrics and everything like that. So I'm using a lot of like my data science major just in the terms of like thinking about how to approach a problem because right now I think the main language that I've been using is SQL actually. So I've been using a lot of SQL in order to Um, kind of like, you know, pulling data from databases and things like that. And like, I know within the (laughs) early education, that wasn't the main focus. So it's like been challenging in that like I'm using a lot of skills kind of or I'm learning a lot of new skills, but I'm using kind of like the framework of like, oh, yeah, as long as I um, think of it in this certain manner, it everything kind of just comes easily. So like one of the things that I did did recently was I was doing a lot of like, I tried to use a lot of like pandas and things like that. And I try to incorporate that with working with the client. But since a lot of the things aren't as advanced, it always, I always have to take a step back. So it's, yeah, it's, it's been like this kind of like seesaw kind of thing where I'm trying to help them advance in a way where, you know, kind of like what I learned in my education about like all these different frameworks and everything like that. But it's hard in the industry when like the client that you work with isn't necessarily there. So it's been a lot of like learning how to um, kind of frame things in a way that both parties will understand it. And especially since I'm doing a lot of things within a business context, like I never really took business classes at Berkeley because um, my focus was in human behavior and psychology within the data science program so it's been a lot of like more learning and like understanding that like the things that I necessarily learned in college I have to use that in a way to like understand things out here but it's not going to be like a one-to-one trance like transfer of knowledge
0: nice nice thanks that's really interesting uh- um, so I have two I have two parts for the next question. Uh, first is, what class do you think was most helpful for your current work?
4: So I would say, okay, the class that I took under um, Professor Zach Pardos, I think it was the data mining and um, I, I forgot the name of the class, but it was data mining. I
0: think it's data 144. Yes,
4: data 144. I think for me that was the most helpful, at least in industry that i'm in right now because we learned a lot of like just how to like mine for data and how to like use all these different tools in order to get what we want and also like we did a lot of like projects on that where we kind of like got to decide how to frame the project and like what steps and like what steps we wanted to use in doing so so for me i think that was like the project that helped me the mo- or that's helping me the most where I am right now, especially the final project that we had to do because I remember it was like a group project. So we had to work with like three other people and we had to decide on what like what topic we wanted to go on. And like once we decided on the topic, we had to go through like the whole like process of like, okay, from start to finish. Because um, the role that I'm in right now in consulting, it's a lot of, like, me starting a project and me finishing it. So just, like, that whole, like, train of thought that I have to use all the time where it's just like, okay, yes, I have this idea, but, like, how am I going to execute it? And also, how am I going to present it in a way that everyone's understanding it?
0: Wow, nice. A lot of people don't like project work when they're in college, but now you're saying it's really helpful to have.
4: Yeah, like especially in the role that I'm in, like I think project work, like that's something that like kind of like stuck with me. And also the fact that I got to like design something and kind of like take it away with me. Like that project is on my resume because it's something that I like started from or I started and I finished it and presented it.
0: Hey, one quick follow-up. Did you get SQL in any class? Or do you remember like an SQL project anywhere?
4: So, OK, I only remember getting like, hmm, I think it was only in 61A actually. That was like the only exposure I had to SQL. So like I took that class probably like three, four years ago. So I remember going into this role. I was like, oh yeah, I put that on my resume. So <laughs> it was just like a bunch of, you know, like just relearning what I learned, but also understanding that, I don't know, once you like know Python, you c- learning all these other languages are just so easy. It's like, it's just all the same framework and everything like that. It's just Long, it's just a matter of changing the syntax I use. So yes, not a lot of experience with SQL, but it was very easy to pick up once I like started like actually using it.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you, Claire, for those answers. I am a little jealous that your answer was data 144. I've been trying to get into that class for about <laughs> three years now. Um, but I, I did want to ask you, what industry skills specifically, do you wish you had learned through your coursework um, as a whole? I know you kind of elaborated on it, but I just wanted to bring that back.
4: So I guess industry skills, hmm. Honestly, I think one thing that I wish I had more of, like at least of exposure within, like um, my data science, like education at Berkeley was kind of like having to find the data if that makes sense because a lot of the times in like the a lot of the classes that we do like you know um it's already cleaned up and everything for us but like in the real world you know data's not perfect like most of the time like i have to go in and like clean it up in order for it to be usable so i guess like I wish I had more experience with that because like, I know like that's honestly probably the worst part of like the job, like cleaning the data. But um, I wish I had more exposure to that. But also I think I wish I had more exposure to like presenting in like a computer science slash data science like, um, like just environment because, you know, understanding how to make sure that people who don't have as much exposure to these things, like how to explain it Um, like all these terms to them like that's another crucial skill that I had I wish I wish I had more of
1: definitely thank you I think our audience will be really glad to hear that that's really helpful Um, and this is our last question for you and I think I'm happy to be asking you this because I've been wanting to just ask you for a while I feel like but do you have any advice for current data science students around the world including me
4: so i would say one thing is like especially if you're a data science student and you don't go like into one of like a big four tech companies or even like a tech company in like the san francisco bay area like data science it varies a lot within companies like i'm doing a lot of work right now that i didn't expect to be doing because like you know going to berkeley we um learn all these things in this like you know the silicon valley bubble where we expect things to be a certain way but like oh like since i like moved across the country like data science out here as i'm learning like isn't the way that i thought it would be so like um i don't know if like i want to be more specialized in a certain like field in data science because like in the industry that i'm in i think that's it's very crucial to be specialized, but it's also hard to like know what you want to be specialized in, especially right after college. So I guess like right now, um, while y'all are still in school, just like try to explore as much as you can within the data science realm, because like no matter what, like the skills that you learn within the classes you take, those will be applicable to almost any field in data science that you want. But now it's more of like understanding what you want to get out from all these tools that you're going to be using.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Claire. That's, that's all we have for you.
4: Well, yeah, thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you're interested in learning more about data science education resources, please subscribe to our Substack to get notified when we release any future podcasts, and join our community Slack channel through the link provided in this episode's description. Thank you.